Now, I know one of the questions I got was, how in the world do you manage to work a full-time job and take on sessions? Here's the honest answer, and you're not going to like it. It takes hustle. It takes grit. You have to remember that this is a season that's going to look unlike any other. I know that time is precious. I know that seasons come and go. But for me, when I worked a full-time job and a full-time photography business, and I was trying to replace that income, I worked myself to death. I'm not going to lie to you. Yes, I worked a lot. I had to work a lot in order to make it happen. But once I did, and that season was gone, that full-time job was no longer there, and I solely got to focus on my photography business, full-time, it was totally worth it. Are you a photographer looking to build a five or six figure business that has both time and financial freedom? Maybe you're struggling to get clients on your books that don't know what to do to bring in your next lead. Maybe you're frustrated with social media because you see it working for other photographers, but you aren't seeing any results. Maybe you're an established photographer with a solid client base, but you're looking to go next level. The truth is that taking pretty pictures just isn't enough anymore. In order to build that dream career as a photographer that you had when you first got into this industry, it's going to take a toolkit of business skills, marketing strategies, and accountability. Hi, I'm Brooke Jefferson, a lifestyle photographer, marketing strategist, and business coach for photographers. Welcome to the Book More Clients Photography Podcast, where I share tried and true marketing strategies, interview other photographers and experts, and pull back the curtain on what it really takes to be the go-to photographer in your specialty. My goal is to help you turn your business both profitable and purposeful. If you're ready, let's jump on in to today's show. Today, it's just me and you having a conversation over maybe you're drinking coffee, maybe you're having a tea like me, or maybe this is happy hour and you have a whiskey and Coke. Either way, I'm so excited to have this conversation with you about going full-time in your business. Maybe you are desiring to leave your current career and really make photography your, your full-time career. Maybe you already are at home with a part-time photography business, but you're ready to step it up a notch and really take it full-time. Today, I'm specifically going to be speaking to you as if you are leaving your career, you're making your exit plan, and you have a desire and a dream to build this full-time photography business. I asked the group, I asked several groups actually, what they wanted to know about how to go full-time. And some of the questions you guys asked were, how do you make sure you have enough clientele? Financial-wise, how do you know you're prepared? How do you find time and clients that can and will book you during the weekday? So many good questions were asked, and I plan on covering a bunch of those in today's episode. So let's dive in. Okay, so I want to take you back a few years ago when I was just like you. I was exploring the idea of going full-time in my photography business. I wanted to see, is it really possible? I was teaching middle school at the time, and let's be honest, I was more than miserable. I knew that it was possible because I was listening to podcasts, reading books, seeing posts everywhere of other people doing exactly what I wanted to. So I knew that it was possible, but I didn't quite believe in myself at first. 
And then the more I explored the idea and the more I began to create my exit plan and really up my marketing game and up level my business, it all started to come together. And so I want to walk you through the process that I took to leave my job. Now, if you want the backstory, I do have another episode pretty similar to this one, except this one's going to be more technical in some of the questions that you asked. But if you want to hear my story of me leaving full time, there is an episode way back I don't remember the episode number, but you can go check that out also, just in case you want the full backstory and the emotional side to when I left my job. But for today, I'm going to walk you through a process. So the overview of this process is step one, decide that you are going to go full time and make an exit plan. Step two, you need to be working on your business while you're still working your full time career. Number three, you need to make sure you have a legal business. Number four, you're going to increase your clientele and your bookings. And then finally, step five, you need to make sure that you have all of your I's dotted and all of your T's crossed. And I'll be talking about some of your questions in step five. All right. So first, you need to make the decision wholeheartedly and with faith that you are going to go full time in your photography business and you are going to leave your career in order to do so. Here's where it gets tricky. This is going to look different for every single one of you. It depends on your lifestyle. It depends on if you are the only person contributing income into your family. If you're the head of household, you are going to have more pressure on you to make sure that you are going to have income coming in. This also is going to look different depending on what your career is. Are you on a contract? Can you up and leave your job at any point in time? So there's a lot of things that you're going to have to really think through and decide before making this exit plan. So for me, I was on a contract basis. I was a middle school teacher. So I had signed a contract saying that I would be teaching for that particular school year until the very last day of school. So when I started to make this plan of going full time, I looked at a ton of different factors. How many clients do I need to match my teaching salary? Which, by the way, it's so funny to me that I was so stressed out about making that income because, guys, I don't know if you know this, but teachers do not get paid hardly anything at all. So it's so funny that I was stressed out over how in the world I was ever going to make $1,900 ever again. And now it's just it's laughable looking back that that's what I was stressed out about. But you guys, I get it. It's scary. Entrepreneurship is scary. Why? Because guys, there is nothing consistent about entrepreneurship. And that's the first truth bomb that you need to hear. I can't guarantee you a plan that is going to keep you booking clients all the time. I can share with you my strategies. I can walk you through the From Broke to Booked Blueprint program. And I can show you every single thing that worked for me and works for other photographers. But in the end, you have to have your own customized plan and there is no guaranteed income at all. So that's what you guys need to understand. 
walking through a pandemic year alone was probably the scariest year for me, just because we had never seen anything like it. I've had a slow month. I've had months where I hardly booked anything, maybe one or two sessions, but I have never been told to shut down my business, go home and not make any money. That was scary. And I'm sure you're feeling that too. So looking back at a pandemic year paired with the job you don't want to be in, I can see how it is even more stressful to make a plan to want to leave your job. I completely understand. I think that I probably would have been even more cautious than I already was leaving my full-time job if I had experienced a pandemic year like what we went through last year. So I want you to know it's okay to be cautious. It's okay to be scared. You're never going to be fully ready and there's never going to be any guaranteed income. And I'm sure at this point, a few of you are about ready to turn this podcast off and walk away and just stay in your comfort zone. By all means, if that's what you want to do, go right ahead. But I really want to encourage you to stick around and keep listening because I promise I do have some things that will help you make this exit plan that will get you on the path of leaving a place you're not happy to be and give you that lifestyle that you're looking for. It's going to take work. It's going to take faith. And it's going to take a strategy. But if you're willing and you're truly committed in the way that I was, you can make this work for you. You can absolutely go full time in your photography business. Okay, so now for some advice. I would recommend that you have six to 12 months of your salary saved up. And like I said, after going through a pandemic year, I would probably even make this a little bit more. And I would save at least a minimum of your yearly salary in savings. Why? This is because, like I said, entrepreneurship is unpredictable. It's not always consistent. Yes, there are things that we can do to help bring in consistent bookings and consistent clients. There are ways that we can scale our revenue. But at the end of the day, it's never guaranteed. Right now, as I'm recording this, it's the end of January. You're going to be hearing this super soon in February. And I can honestly say, I never know if I'm going to make a great income or not until I'm already in it, taking action, booking those clients, and then looking back and watching how A, God provided, and B, I followed my strategy plan, and it always works out every single time. Okay? So if This is something that you also, if you are married, you need to be having this conversation with your spouse, as I'm sure that you are. Um, If there's other people involved, then yeah, you're going to feel more pressure, especially if you are a single mother or you have um, some type of other dependent that is depending on you to bring in that income and provide for them. So with my exit plan, I looked at things like, all right, how much money do I need in order to match my current salary? How many clients is that? This is when you're going to realize for a lot of you that you're going to have to increase your pricing because you're going to have more at stake. You're no longer just doing this as a side business or a side hustle. You're now really going to have to look at your cost of doing business, the lifestyle that you are planning for, and the salary that you're trying to match from your full-time career. Okay? So, That's what you need to look at. And then you need to also get at least a year's salary saved. I don't want that to discourage you. 
This isn't a plan where you're going to be able to do this overnight. And for some of you, this may not even be something that you can accomplish in one year, but I promise you, if you stick with this and you go all in, this is going to help you and you are going to be able to leave your career. And I would probably say five years or less. I just have to be real with you because I don't know what that looks like. For some of you, you might have a smaller salary like I did to match. For some of you, you might have a large salary to match and it's going to take you a little bit of time to get there. So don't lose faith. Don't get discouraged. Just know that this is your exit plan. And within five years, you can be running a full-time profitable photography business. I also want to add in one additional piece of advice before we move on to the next step. One of the ways that you're really going to stay accountable to yourself is by making sure you are following a budget. I cannot talk about this more um, or really persuade you to do something, but keeping a budget is how I operate on a day-to-day -day basis. I do not live my life without a budget because if I don't know how much money I have coming in, what my bills are, I would literally be in the red zone every single month because I would just be spending the cash that's coming in or being clueless as to what's coming up. So I recommend you guys get on a budget and there are so many resources out there. You can go through Dave Ramsey. You can go through the budget mom. You can check out my local and dear friend and client, Crystal Rogers. She's got an amazing budgeting tips and resources and she's phenomenal. Very, very well thought out. Um, and all of these people have insane advice. So that's the first step that you can do like today is go follow one of them and start following the budget method because you need it. You have to do that or you will not reach your savings goals because we as humans, we're either a natural saver or we're a natural spender. And if you're a natural spender, you won't save that money because you're going to be so used to spending it. So I just wanted to throw that out there, follow a budget, get a year of salary saved up and start making your exit plan. Now, step two, this goes right along with this. You have to be working on your photography business while you're working full time because you've got to get everything set up. So for me, I wanted to know that by the time I left, I had a consistent clientele. And like I said, nothing is fully consistent. But what I want you to hear is I was still having a consistent average of inquiries a month. So the first thing I want you to start doing is I want you to start tracking how many inquiries are you getting a month? And you're going to have to be really diligent with this one. You're going to have to track every Facebook message, every email, every contact form on your website, everything. I need you to really pay attention. And anytime you get an inquiry, I want you to tally it up. And at the end of 30 days, I want you to look back and say, how many people inquired with me? And then the next thing is how many people booked with me? I want you to keep doing this for about three to six months. And at the end of your six months, I want you to look back and I want you to average it up. So if you had three bookings in June, you had eight bookings in July, three bookings in August, five in September, you see how I'm going with this. I want you to add all of those up and divide it by six months. And that's going to tell you your average number of bookings. Then I want you to compare it to your exit plan goal. How many 
bookings did you say that you needed in order to match your month's salary? How many bookings did you need to actually meet your take home pay income? Once you start realizing, hey, this is actually working for me, I'm, I'm finding myself really being able to get enough bookings a month that I think that I could totally do this. You're going to get a little more confidence. And that is when you know that you are approaching your exit plan. So once you're consistent with average number of bookings and inquiries, and that matters because um, that really tells you how many inquiries do you need in order to get that many bookings? And that's so on those days that you feel discouraged when you get like seven no's in a row, but then it's followed by like five people who book you and say yes. That's just a reminder for you that when you do leave your job, that you're going to have months where it seems like no one's going to book you and it gets a little scary. But you're going to see that number one, you have a salary saved. So you don't have to be scared that you can't put food on your table. And number two, this is also going to help you um, not feel so discouraged if it takes a little bit longer that month to start getting more bookings on your calendar. Okay. So that's the purpose of those goals that you write out in your exit plan. Now, I know one of the questions I got was how in the world do you manage to work a full-time job and take on sessions? Here's the honest answer and you're not going to like it. It takes hustle. It takes grit. You have to remember that this is a season that's going to look unlike any other. I know that time is precious. I know that seasons come and go. But for me, when I worked a full-time job and a full-time photography business, and I was trying to replace that income, I worked myself to death. I'm not going to lie to you. Yes, I worked a lot. I had to work a lot in order to make it happen. But once I did, and that season was gone, that full-time job was no longer there. And I solely got to focus on my photography business full time, it was totally worth it. So yes, you're going to be exhausted. You are going to have to ask for help. That's another thing. The only way that I was able to do both was because I asked for help. So whether that was hiring a babysitter, taking my kids to my in-laws way more than I ever wanted to, um, not because I don't love them and they don't love my kids, but I hate asking for help. That's just that naturally just does not. It, I just I struggle asking for help. I'll be completely honest. But it's going to look like not having as many date nights for a season if you're married or dating. It's going to look like sacrifice. That's what it's going to look like. It's going to look like sacrifice. And you just have to decide for you and your family, is this worth it? And if it is, fantastic. And if it's not, then that's okay. Nobody says you have to go full time. But these are for those of you that you are absolutely dedicated. You're making this happen. You know that you can do it. You're going to have to be committed. You're going to have to make sacrifices. And you're just going to have to be really diligent with your exit plan. You're going to have to. And I, that's, that's the truth. I don't know that there's ever been a podcast episode out there where someone has been so real and raw and basically telling you um, that there's a lot of cons to going full time. But I promise you guys, it's worth it. Every little bit of it is so worth it. I would not trade my experience for anything. I like I'm so much in awe. I'm trying not to go into tears, but I am in awe of what God allowed me to do for myself and my business. And I absolutely know that he will bless you and lead the way for you too, if you feel like that is the way um, for you to go. 
All right. Step three, you need to be a legal business before you ever leave your full time job. I saw questions about this, too. How do you afford being legal? What is legal? Well, I can't give you the whole 411 on this just because I teach this in depth with a guest expert and a lawyer inside of the From Broke to Booked Blueprint program. But there are several resources out there for you guys. You can easily find a blog post that gives you step-by-step -step what you need to do to become legal. But you definitely need to consider becoming um, either an LLC or you can be a sole proprietor. I can't give too much tax advice, obviously. So please understand this is not tax advice. It's literally just me telling you the first option that you need to explore. So I would go research sole proprietorship Okay, which means that you are claiming your business on your taxes or an LLC. There is a difference. Um, there's a couple episodes on the podcast where we talk about legal things. Go back and listen to one of those episodes. I'll try to remember to link all of these episodes I'm referring to in the show notes for you. That way you can just click through them and go on to the next one. But you need to have a legal business. What does that also mean? That means you need to be taking payment in legal forms not using personal Venmo, not using personal PayPal, you've got to get yourself into a business platform and you have to pay the fees. I'm sorry, but that's just being a legal business. There's no way around the fees. It's just something that you're going to have to do. And guess what? It's a tax write-off. All of those little fees that PayPal eats, um, and Stripe and Square and every payment processor platform that you can think of, all of those you get to deduct on your taxes during tax season. So just know that it it comes back to you. So you're good. Don't worry about it. But you've got to be legal and make sure that you've got the contracts. You've got everything that you need so that you are set up. You definitely, and one more thing I'm going to say here too, is you need to make sure that you have a photography account separate from your personal account. There's no more mixing personal and business things. They've got to be separate. And that is to protect you. That's not to hurt you. That's not to try to set you up to where you're going to get audited by the IRS. This is to protect you. Being legal it sounds scary. I know it sounds like somebody is just waiting to knock down your door and tell you all the things you're doing wrong, but that's actually not what happens. Being a legal business is simply just a protection for you, for your clients, and it's just so that you are operating legally and you can avoid big fees. So don't let being legal in your business scare you. It's really not that scary. I mean, I promise you it is not as scary as you think. All right, number four, you need to be increasing your clientele and your bookings. And so what I mean by this is how do you make sure you have enough clientele? Well, first of all, you got to look at your marketing strategy. And there's so many of these. I touch on these in the Blueprint program. I also touch on these in a social media course um, that will be live next week in my template shop. And so if you are looking to buy that course, you absolutely can. And it's all based around marketing on social media. And it's not the only way to market your business by any means, but it's a great place to start for a lot of you. And so how do you make sure you have enough clientele? Again, marketing strategy. Are you talking about your business on a regular basis? Are you operating like a professional and full-time business? Or are you making it sound like you just do this on the side? 
When you start treating your business like a full-time professional business, that's how your clients are going to also treat it. I remember making the shift with my own business and it completely changed everything for me. It was like I got a whole new group of clientele. I had a whole new respect for my business. People could see the difference. And when I got close enough to knowing that I was going to quit my job, actually, I should back up when I signed on the dotted line saying that I was going to fulfill my contract, but I wasn't going to return next year. um, I signed my resignation papers. That is also the very next day when I basically let everybody know that I was going full time in my business and I kept talking about it month after month after month. until finally the day came, I was able to leave my full time job and I was officially full time in my business. So that's something else is really including your audience and your previous clients and any future clients letting them join along in the journey. They will absolutely cheer you on. Um, And it also makes people see how serious you are about your business. Also, (laughs) there's another thing that I have to rely on that I've already said at the beginning of this episode, and that is you're going to have to rely on faith. There's not a month in my business where I know for sure I am just going to crush my goals. A lot of it comes by taking action Having that faith and knowing that as long as I keep doing what I've been doing, I keep showing up, I keep taking myself seriously, um, I basically do what it takes. I know that I will also leave room for faith. You can also call this leaving room for magic to happen in your business. And it does every single month, month after month after month. So I want you to know that even though not everything will always be super consistent and promising, You've got to leave that room for faith and that room for magic and things will happen for you. They will. With that being said, you've got to know your strategy. And the best way that I can tell you what that looks like and truly teach you is simply by having you in the Blueprint program. And I know the doors are closed. It's not even anything that you can get your hands on right now. But I want you, if you're serious about leaving your job and you really want to um, increase your strategy and make sure that all of your I's are dotted and all of your T's are crossed before leaving your job, I want you to make plans and save up to be in the blueprint program when I reopen the doors later in 2021. Okay. Uh, It'll be in the fall. I will go ahead and tell you that. And I want you to be ready because that course is going to equip you with every single question you guys have submitted. It's going to secure you a plan to go full time. And it's going to literally be your buffet of knowledge and lifetime access. So you can revisit that time after time after time. Okay. All right, number five, some miscellaneous Q&As. This is where I really want to touch on some of your questions if I have not already. One of them is, how do you find time and clients that will book during weekdays and even during the day hours? So this is something that before I went full time, this did not exist. But the one way to get people to start um, being accustomed to this is simply by putting it on your booking calendar. Let it be an option. Back in the first couple years of my business, the only option people had to book with me was on a weekend or at sunset on a weekday. Then I started opening up these weekday hours once I finally left my full-time job. And that allowed me to be able to do like newborn sessions in the day hours. 
I will say even still, now that I do have a studio, a home studio, it's just a bedroom in our home and I open it up for studio sessions. I do get more daytime bookings, but yes, I'm still going to let you know the majority of people who want to book with me book a sunset session. And that's literally the days that I open that up for them. There's less and less people who can do daytime, but as the years go on, I think you're going to see a lot of people start working from home and there's going to be a lot more flexibility for that. But if you don't have like an indoor location to shoot, it's going to be harder for you to photograph in the daytime anyway, because a lot of us agree that golden hour is the best, maybe sunrise, sunset. Um, and so I think for us, we're naturally just going to be photographing in the evenings anyway. But if you are a newborn photographer and you use uh, the daytime, then you're going to obviously your hours are going to look differently. But the best way I can answer that is let it be an option and get people used to being able to book that. All right. How do you get enough clientele and start a legal business at the same time? I know being legal is important, but also having enough money to keep the legal business is important too. That's where I'm struggling. So I went over that in step three and step four. And I think it just goes back to having the strategy to book clients, following a budget for this also. So you can have a personal budget and a business budget and you need to be saving up for how much does it cost to pay for my LLC every year? How much money do I have to pay my state? How much money do I have to pay whatever it is that you have to pay? Every single state is different. Some of you live in states where it is super high to run a legal business. I hate that for you, but that's just the way that the pendulum swings. And for some of you, if especially if you're in Oklahoma or Texas, it's really not that bad. It's not as high or costly to run a legal business. So you're just going to have to talk with your accountant or a lawyer or whoever you need to speak with about uh, what your costs are and then just save up for them to make sure that you're able to meet those costs. That's also something that you need to include in your cost of doing business when you run that calculation and you start going back through your pricing. All right. The last thing is this. My biggest concern is what am I going to do for health insurance, 401k, retirement, etc. Okay. I can't really speak much to this. And so what I've decided to do is I'm going to reach out to an expert who can. I'm going to release it as a podcast interview so that you can tune in and hear all about that. And I will get that up and I will notify you guys as soon as I can. Now, I'm going to tell you from personal experience what I do. Okay. My health insurance is through my husband's job. Sorry. I don't know why I had to think so hard about that word. Um, and so I got lucky and I'm able to do that. I know for some of you, you also will be able to go on your spouse's insurance, but some of you may not have a spouse with insurance or there may not be a health insurance option for you. I know that you can go to the marketplace. I know there's options out there. There's a lot of different options out there for you. I just can't speak to which ones are the best. And I can't even tell you where to go because I don't want to give you incorrect information. So when I bring on a professional, we can really dive into that for retirement. So I went through a private company to ensure my investments. So they, they do investments. Um, I have life insurance through somebody. I basically went out through private companies that offer this and I got on a plan that works best for me and my business. And that's exactly what you're going to have to do as well. So hopefully somebody can shed some light. 
um, on that so that you guys are able to really get pointed in the correct direction for that. But I want you to also know that part is not as complicated either as you might be making it out to be. The hardest thing to find, and unfortunately, it's just the way it is for everybody, even if you are in a career, health insurance typically is very expensive. And it's going to be that way across the board, whether you are employed, or whether you're self employed. And so that's something that unfortunately, I don't think there's going to be a cheap option out there. So just keep that in mind as well. Okay, well, that wraps up today's conversation. I hope you were able to at least take some notes start getting that exit plan in your mind. I'm going to link those other episodes in the show notes so that you can go back and listen to these other episodes that complement this conversation. If you have other questions, don't hesitate to post them in the social selling group. You can email me or pop into my DMs over on Instagram. And if you're loving this podcast, I want to ask for one simple favor. I want you to either screenshot it and go share it in your stories so that someone else can find this podcast and get insane value or to take it one step further. I would absolutely love it if you're listening on iTunes right now to leave a rating and a review and let me know what do you think about the podcast? What's an episode topic you would like to see covered in the future? Thank you guys so much for listening and I hope you found insane value today and I'll see you inside the Social Selling Photography Facebook group.